Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the First and Moose podcast presented by U92, the Moose student radio station of West Virginia University. We took a break last week while we were down in Kentucky for the men's soccer, men's soccer conference tournament. We're back this week. We're 11 weeks in somehow. It's crazy how fast the season has flown by already, but we're 11 weeks in. It's been an interesting 10 weeks, to say the least. Uh, a lot of a lot of storylines going going on across this season, across every every team in the NFL. Let's quickly get into it. Week 10 in the NFL. Again, it was another week where there are a ton of great games going on. You had, a, again, a lot of continuing great storylines across the league. Back on Thursday, that last Thursday night game, Panthers-Falcons, Manny for you. This is the game that I don't know how many, I don't know if you watched it. I did I didn't watch this, certainly. Uh, does this really hold any meaning to this season at all for any real any of these divisions? I mean, the, uh, the Falcons, yeah, because uh, I think at that time they were first. They were leading their division now. They're in second. They're in four and six now with that loss. The Panthers are only a game back of them at three and seven. And the Bucks now propel themselves to the first place spot, so... For a time there, the Falcons were the first place team, the team to be, I guess, in the NFC South. Um, but I mean, I don't know. It's what it might be, arguably the the worst division from what I can tell. Looking at it, just because I think like the Bucks, the Bucks aren't looking great, and they could probably make the playoffs. Well, they one of them will make the playoffs as a division leader. They'll probably finish like nine and eight, something like that, and that's not great and possibly even squeaking somebody else from there, depending on how they finish. So the division overall, it's not the strongest, but um, it did hold at least some meaning because the Panthers get a little bit closer to the Falcons and the Falcons surrender that spot to the Bucs now. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the Bucs do the rest of this season. Again, the storyline with Tom Brady going through his divorce, he's 2-0 and now since it was announced officially, which is the weird stat uh, for him. This is a con. I mean, it's controversial, but I mean, do you think he should have retired last, like before this season and stuck to his retirement? Or do you think he should have kept playing? I don't think he should have kept playing. Uh, I don't know. It was, it's tough just because, uh, I had already accepted the retirement. Uh, but then for him to come back, I didn't really mind. I, th- I thought they were just going to be one of the best teams in the NFC. Um, obviously I couldn't predict the divorce, right. And all that stuff that was going to happen. So if I knew for some reason that that was going to happen, I would have probably opted for him to stay home and like focus on that. Um, but now like, he doesn't seem like the type to just give up on something and like leave it because of this, uh, cause he's having struggles off the field and like issues of that. Um, he's Tom Brady's never been known to, to do that. So I don't, I didn't expect him to just like play this um bad but he's kind of picked it up over the last couple weeks um uh they've just been playing overall better as an offense defense they're playing a little bit better because before it it was almost unrecognizable that defense they only lost I think a couple players but they I didn't expect them to drop off that much um but no uh I don't I didn't think he should have came out of retirement just because um I didn't really mind but I didn't really have an issue with him coming back um not knowing that the divorce was going to happen yeah, again, it's just another storyline that adds on to this season. I would say probably he should have stayed retired. 
I don't think he's he's not the same player that you know he was five ten years ago. Uh, not even you know two three years ago. He's not the same player at all. I don't think he should have come. I don't think he should have come out of retirement either. But I feel like it's just caused so many issues with him being back in the league. Obviously, the divorce is a big one. Um, you know, who knows how that's going to play out. So it'll be interesting to see how the Bucks do the rest of the season. But you're right. They're in first right now in the NFC South. will probably be most likely the division winner. I'd be very shocked if they don't end up the division winner. Let's get into a couple other games that were interesting. Vikings-Bills, that's probably the best game of the weekend. But we'll get into that. In just a couple of seconds, Lions beat the Bears 31-30. Again, that NFC North is so tight at this point. I don't know if you can really call it for anyone at this point. It's like the NFC South. There really isn't. Why? Well, I mean, it's I probably the, Fal- the the Vikings right now. Vikings. It'll be the Vikings. Yeah, it will probably be the Vikings. I'd be interested to see if there's going to be another team besides the Vikings. I highly doubt it. Maybe the Packers get their act together, but I really don't. I don't foresee that happening. Uh, this is an interesting one. Dolphins beat the Browns 39-17. to 17. I've been seeing a lot of reports from people saying that this is it for Kevin Stefanski. As an AFC North fan, do you think it's it for – do you think this is it for him? This is his make-or-break season? Mm, I mean, it is kind of unfair just because they don't have – I guess their guide to Sean Watson and the guy that they wanted to have in at their quarterback. Um, but at the same time, they've lost five of their last six and now they're three and six. So it's not the most ideal like situation for, for Kevin Stefanski, obviously, because um, the circumstance and everything that he has going on. But I don't know. I find it hard to just, think this is make or break for him because they were decent like last year. I know they dropped Baker Mayfield, but um, it's not like he's playing out of his mind right now and they should regret it. So I think it's just that defense, really. If they could fix up that defense, which should be good, but for some reason isn't, probably has to do with the coordinator or the coaching of that on that standpoint. But um, their offense is decent. Yeah, they could use maybe another weapon other than Amari Cooper, but they're not terrible. Uh, they have – probably a top three back and Nick Chubb running the ball seems to score every week and they want to control the possession every, every game. So their offense is well run, but their defense is just, I don't know. They have every piece that they would want a good corner. Denzel Ward, a uh, great pass rusher, Miles Garrett. And they have a lot of, just a lot of young talent all around. So I think it's a bit unfair to do it now to, for this to be make or break. I think you give them one more year and if they still, if they still stink, then yeah, you could probably get rid of them after next year. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Again, that Browns organization obviously is dealt with, excuse me, they've dealt with, you know, wave after wave of criticism because of the Deshaun Watson scandal. You know, I don't know where you go from here for the Browns. Personally, I really, I, I really hated the Deshaun Watson signing. We've talked about it before uh, countless times that, you know, they really – alienated a lot of fans and really just, you know, casual fans all across the NFL. Uh, A lot of people don't like the Browns organization because of what Deshaun Watson did, and they signed him even after the fact. So I'm all – I support Kevin Stefanski. Again, went to my high school, so I kind of have to support him. Uh, But, 
you know, at the same time, the stuff that they've done and the stuff they kind of let happen, I don't know if I can fully support that, to be honest with you. A couple others as well. Giants beat the Texans 24-16. I'm going to get into uh, real, or fa- real or fake teams in just a couple of seconds. I'm curious to see your take on them. Colts beat the Raiders 25-20. First win uh, for Jeff Saturday as the Colts head coach. Let's get into it real quickly. For you, I'm going to give you a list of teams that you can either say are they are the real deal or they are they're posing. They're not they're not actually as good as people think. Vikings real or fake? Yeah, that's real for sure. Real? Why? Um, I don't know. I I think Kirk Cousins is playing better than a lot of people expected him to. Their defense is playing better than I thought they would. I thought they were going to be decent, but not as good as they've been. Um, they've just been good in uh, clutch moments. So it's good to have a defense that you know will step up in, uh, when you need them to. Dolphins, real or fake? I'm going to say real. Um, their offense is really well. Even if their defense is on and off, maybe at times they give up, might give up some points. They're always going to be in a shootout, and I like their weapons. Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, they just got Tyreek Hill, obviously, Jalen Waddle. Tua's playing great. Um, arguably an MVP candidate, maybe. I've heard a lot of talk about that. Um, but, yeah, I like them. Uh, I think they're real. Giants real or fake? Oh, they're fake. They're fake. <laughs> they're fake. Why? Um, I mean, if you can name me a good team that they've played right off the top of your head, that would be, I guess, uh, a point against me. But um, I get, I think the toughest team that they've played is maybe the Ravens, I guess. Titan, and, Titans, too, yes. Yeah. And um, their schedule's it's not, not being much. great. Yeah, it's not no, great, it, their schedule. That's really not. You're right. But um, I, they sit 7-2, and two, and I think they might be the – Second best team in the NFC or by overall record, I think that's seven and two. I could be wrong. Let me check. Oh, no, no, no. they are tied for third. They're third, uh, because the Vikings and Eagles are both eight and one, right? Um, but yeah, I I just I don't think they have it. You can't tell me Daniel Jones is that guy for them if you don't have that quarterback. I can't put you as a real team, uh, defensively. The I think their defense is better than their offense because offensively again like Daniel Jones I don't know how much I could trust him in the playoffs because I presume they will make it there Saquon's playing really well uh candidate for comeback player of the year he's playing really well for them but then they don't have much many weapons they lost I'm gonna forget his name now Sterling Shepard they lost him and they only really have like Darius Slayton they trade away Kadarius Tony. I can't name any other receiver than Darius Slayton. So I don't really trust that to play someone like the Vikings where they have Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, um, teams like that, even the Eagles as well. They're just loaded on offense. So I can't trust them in a shootout. And I feel like at times that's what what it's going to take in the playoffs. So I'm going to have to go with fake for the Giants. Final team, Seahawks, real or fake? Zach Anderson will certainly <sighs> Zach's gonna like that. Wow, that's a that's a good question. I really want to say real, but I don't know because they they haven't been good in a while, and now like 
I think everyone's kind of writing the the Chino Smith hype a little bit. Everybody loves like, his story. Um, how nobody really had any expectations for him going into the season. Now he's a league or not league, a division leader in the NFC West at six and four. And they've had some pretty, pretty good performances. Obviously this one against the Bucks wasn't their best. They were kind of dormant for the more majority of the game. They kind of came alive at the end there, making it a little bit close, but I like some of the players that they have uh, that they drafted to Charles Cross, Tariq Woolen. Um, they're playing very well. I just, I, I think I'm gonna have to go fake just because I haven't seen enough really to convince me too much. Sometimes they play really well, and then other times they're like, okay, like this is kind of what we expected from the Seahawks. Right now, they're they're a borderline, uh, they're a borderline fake team or a real team, I should say, but uh, majority fake. All right, I can. T- I'll take that. Let's get into the Monday night uh, fiasco. Let's just call it. Um, Manny, for you, uh, Commanders win 32-21 over the Eagles uh, in erasing the last undefeated team in the NFL. What did you take away from that game uh, from your perspective for the Commanders and then the Eagles? Uh, I'll start with the Commanders, I guess, then. Um, I don't know. I, their rushing attacks pretty – pretty decent they they know what they want to do when they when they play the the better teams i guess it's just run the ball repeatedly and just keep the time of possession uh for the majority of the game uh brian robinson great story obviously got shot beginning of the season came back in an incredible short amount of time and now he's playing really really well for them they have antonio gibson to compliment him terry mclaurin probably the most underrated receiver in the league and they have other weapons too, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel. They don't allow Taylor Heineke to throw it too much and possibly lose them the game, which is smart, I guess, because I like Taylor Heineke. I like the story again, another good story for them, but he's not, you don't want him throwing 30, 40 times a game, expect to win like that. You kind of want to rely on the run game, sprinkle in some play action here or there, and uh, see where that takes you. Their defense, their front, their front line is great. They're getting Chase Young back next week. It's going to even improve even more. So um, their defense is definitely overall a little bit better, but um, they know what they want to do, which is good, I guess, for a team that's not really there yet, but they have a clear identity of what they want to do. And then for the Eagles, um, I don't know, the worst game that they've played the whole year. They had in the game on Monday, they had more turnovers than they did in the entire season. Um, It's – I don't know if I want to say it's disappointing. I mean, I guess it is because it is at home. Everybody expected them to win, and you put out a performance like that. I didn't know the the loss of Jordan Davis would hurt that much because it's his first year, and the Redskins – oh, not the Reds, the Commanders kind of ran all over them there. They had, like, at one point, 30 minutes till, like, six or seven minutes of possession in the first half or something like that. It was absolutely absurd. Uh, but, yeah, just – the worst game that they played this season, you're going to get a few of those stinkers. It, it came against the commanders. Funny enough, it was the commanders that ended the Steelers win streak. Now they ended the Eagles. Um, they just love doing it, I guess. But yeah, uh, it's not right now. It's not something too much to worry about for the Eagles. Cause you know that you can play better, but if you play bad next week 
and don't convince really more people. You're going to hear more of that talk from people about the Eagles flaws or stuff like that. But right now it's not something to worry about too much. I don't know if it's something to, to really worry about. Uh, honestly, I'm kind of glad it happened now, you know, mid season, you're going into week 11. Now uh, you're still eight and one, you're tied for first in the NFC right now. Um, it'll probably be a dog fight to the end of the season with the Vikings with that win over the Vikings earlier in the season, probably proving pretty vital. I, I mean, obviously I want them to win. I want them to win big, but if they have to lose, I'd rather it be a situation like that where, you know, that's probably your worst game. You That is the worst game they've played all season, uh, which ended up, you know, with your, your winning streak and your unbeaten record getting wiped out. So for me, I'm okay with it. It was a terrible loss, and it's going to sting, but it's a stinger. It's not something that I'm really worried about. And I know, you know, we have the Colts coming up this weekend, which we'll get into in a minute. It'll be an interesting story again with Jeff Saturday having in his second game as the Colts head coach. Just all the storylines surrounding that. I don't know if you have an opinion on the hiring of Jeff Saturday. Um, we can get into that in a minute, but yeah, again, I'm, I feel confident. I still feel confident with this team. They just signed, uh, Linvale Joseph today to add as run support. Um, he's a tank, uh, two-time pro bowler. So I really like it. He's 32, 33. So he's a bit older. Um, but he's still, you know, he's going to add another, uh, you know, another death piece to our run support. So I or run defense, excuse me. So I feel I feel pretty confident. Um, they made they've made the right decisions. This is another good decision to bring in a guy who's going to stuff up that running attack for a lot of teams. So I feel confident. Um, but yeah, you're right. Going into this weekend against the Colts, it, it's not almost a must win, but you kind of have to win to prevent those you know the story ons of oh you know. Is it like the Steelers, what, two years ago, three years ago, the easy schedule for the first 11 games, 12 games, and then what happens? So I guess we'll see with that. But let's get into week 11, this upcoming weekend, tomorrow night. Titans-Packers actually might be an interesting game. I'm kind of kind of excited to see how that one ends up going. Packers are somehow favored three at three points right now. In this game, do you really think that's – I don't know if I would say that. I would almost take the Titans plus three. Um, it's that These teams are virtually almost the exact same. They just run the ball at least like 30 times a game, and then they sprinkle in some passes here or there uh, for different reasons, sort of. Um, the Packers kind of lack weapons. and I mean, the Titans do too, but um, the Packers are kind of – trying to find another receiver to be as explosive as they used to be. And then the Titans, that's just how they that's just how they play. They they know they don't have the best weapons on the outside. They'll yeah, they'll sprinkle in some play action here or there. Um, but they just they kind of accept that their weapons aren't as good on the outside. So they just feel that running it at least 30 times a game is going to do it for them. And it's been working obviously when you have Derrick Henry. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting because I feel like it's definitely going to be a low scoring game. Um, both defenses are, um, have some very good players, obviously Jeffrey Simmons on one side and then Jair Alexander on the other. 
Um, it's going to be interesting um, to see how it plays out. It's really going to come down who who to who who hits the uh, the bigger play in the game, really, because we saw Christian Watson get uh, or come alive for the Packers now with three touchdowns, kind of having a breakout game. If he could do it again, I'm probably going to side with the Packers, but because it is in Lambeau again, uh, they definitely play better there. Um, but if the Titans are going crazy, hitting all these wild plays, these long plays, they could um, upset the Packers. But uh, I think I'm going to side with the Packers because they're coming off a big win against the Cowboys. It's a good momentum booster for them, back-to-back home games. Uh, I like the Packers. I feel like I'm going to take the Packers in this one too. I was just reading a preview on it on ESPN. Uh, this will be the coldest game that the Titans have played pre-December. Since their inception uh, back in 19 – or since 1999, excuse me. It'll be the coldest game in the last 23 years for the Titans. Uh, I'm going to take the Packers as well. Again, Lambeau Field just adds this level of intensity. Uh, The weather is going to play a huge factor in that as well. Again, at 30 – I think it's going to be 31 degrees at game time and – like low 20s by the end of the game. So I'm going to take the Packers, but you're right. Both of these teams are identical. The Titans defense has been, you know, has been Swiss cheese in previous seasons. But by all accounts, I mean, they've been one of the better defenses in the league. They have the second best run defense, the third best third down defense in the league. You know, it's going to be a shootout. I'm going to take the under in that game. It's going to be – it's not going to be a shootout. It's going to be more so of a defensive slugfest. Uh, maybe the Titans come out of that, but I think that cold is just going to affect them uh, a little bit too much, and I think the Packers are going to probably be able to come away with the win in that one and go to five and six on the season. Let's get into a couple other ones as well. Eagles-Colts. Uh I'm going to take the Eagles in this one. They're favored by six and a half, uh, kind of have to. Uh, Do you foresee an upset here? Yeah, it'll be interesting because the Colts will probably do the same thing the the commanders did. Um, They obviously have Jonathan Taylor, better uh, skill-wise than Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson, obviously. Um, Their O-line – Jeff Saturday's probably made it an emphasis to uh, re- resurface that O-line, kind of get them back to their dominant ways. So it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. It's in Indianapolis as well. I kind of want to take the upset and take the Colts again, but it it's weird because I don't really like Matt Ryan and the fact that he can't move against the, the Eagles' front front defensive line, it's kind of worrying me. But I don't know. I think I might take the upset here. I might take the Colts. I'm gonna take one for Jeff Sunday. Jeff Sunday, baby, to get up, get a second and win of the Saturday. Season. Saturday. Well, it, it's Jeff Sunday that- from now on. If he gets these wins oh, on Sunday. Oh yeah. Oh my. It's gosh, um. Yeah. But You're I calling think I him. Might, Je- <laughs> I might take the him upset Jeff here. Sunday too. Yeah. You're calling him Jeff Sunday their entire trip down to Kentucky too. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, no- yeah, go ahead. Interesting note as well. Shaquille, or Shaquille Leonard, uh, formerly Darius Leonard, is not going to be playing 
in this game as he was ruled out for the rest of the season. Putty Pay, who's an underrated defensive lineman, in my opinion, he came out. Uh, he's originally from Rhode Island, went to Michigan. He was on that line with David Ojabo and Aiden Hutchinson. So I really like those two. If they're not able to go, I'm going to put this even further in Eagles' favor. But yeah, not having Darius Shaquille Leonard, Darius Shaquille Leonard, whatever you know, what you want to call him, is going to be a huge loss. He's a great player. Yeah, I I'm forgot gonna go about that. To... You going to switch your pick or no? Uh, no, I, I already said it. I'm gonna take the Colts. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Colts uh, upset here. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's get into it. Jets Patriots. This is an interesting one. Six six and three. Uh, Jets six and three. Patriots five and four. Patriots. I I, I don't get their. I don't really get their deal. Uh, to be honest with you, you go back and forth between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. You know, what do we, what do you make of it in your opinion, being, you know, being an AFC fan? Um, I think if they were wrong to even entertain the idea that Billy Zappi could be the quarterback. Um, and even that mid switch during the game, that was odd. That should have never happened. I like Mac Jones to keep his job. The idea that just Bailey Zappi can play like three or four games and take his spot is ridiculous. Um, I I prefer Mac Jones, and just in terms of this game, I know the Patriots are home, and they already beat them in New York. Zach Wilson didn't play great; probably his worst game of the season. Um, I'd probably take the Patriots again because of their running attack, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and their defense can clamp up when uh, when they have to. So I think they'll take they'll take it again. They'll sweep the Jets, but it'll definitely be close. But I like the Patriots. I'm going to go opposite here. Even though Zach Wilson has struggled, four touchdowns, five interceptions, terrible ratio. Uh, I'm going to go Jets here. I think they're going to be able to pull it out and Foxborough move to seven and three and really solidify their hold uh, or at least try and fight for that AFC championship crown with the Bills and the Dolphins right there. As well, that'll be one of the more competitive divisions for sure. Uh, come week 18 of this NFL season, let's see if there's any other good ones. There is Cowboys Vikings, that's a big one. Cowboys Vikings, six and three, Cowboys, eight and one, Vikings. That'll be on that'll be four third or 425 on Sunday. It'll probably be the game of the week. I'd, I'd be shocked if it isn't. Uh, for you in this one, Cowboys. I didn't. I forget if I asked you, real or fake? In your opinion, Cowboys. Uh right at this moment, I'm gonna say. I guess I have to say real because they're in the NFC. Not that many good teams in the NFC. Probably only two that stand out. I think they're better than the Bucks. Um, I think they can give you more than the Bucks. Uh, right at this moment, if they, for some reason, sign Odell Beckham Jr., could change a few things, but make them even more real. But uh, I, I think they're real right now because they're probably a top three team in the NFC. I feel like that's a fair thing. Do you think they upset the Vikings this game? 
<clears throat> is home for the Vikings. It would yeah. be twenty eight. It would be twenty eight degrees if it was outside, but U.S. <laughs> Bank Stadium is a dome stadium, so that really doesn't affect it. Do you foresee an upset by the Cowboys to move to seven and three on the season and knock out the Vikings down to eight and two? I don't think they have enough right now, especially with it being in Minnesota. I think this is the type of game where the Cowboys stick around and people think like, oh, maybe maybe they're going to upset them and then they do something stupid to uh, to ruin their chances in the game. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, the Vikings, they're, they're just a well, well-rounded team all around. Um, obviously, Justin Jefferson, arguably top three receiver in the league right now. And um, it'll be a good matchup for sure. Him against Trayvon Diggs. Michael Parsons trying to get to Kirk Cousins. It'll it'll be a good good matchup there as well on the other side, CeeDee Lamb against Patrick Peterson. An older Patrick Peterson, but still playing pretty decently. Um, but yeah, I think the Vikings just have a bit more to offer, uh, especially with the run game, Dalvin Cook. Um, I like them definitely to take this one. It'll be close. I think the Cowboys will stick around, but uh, the Vikings will ultimately end up winning this one. All right. Bengals Steelers. Five and four Bengals, three and six Steelers. Where do you go from here for the Steelers, in your opinion? All right. Hear me out. Hear me out. The Steelers, oh my gosh. Oh Steelers my gosh. are three and six, right? Okay. The Steelers oh are three and six. We already beat the Bengals. This time it's in Pittsburgh. Oh, my gosh. Unfortunately Don't... for them, they're going to have to see T.J. Watt again. They weren't one of the fortunate teams that didn't get to see him. Um, last time, it didn't go so well for Joe Burrow. He, I think he had like five turnovers, five or four. Um, that one, that'll be a tough one, but I think the Steelers will win it um, in Pittsburgh. And then we've got the Colts, the Falcons, the Ravens, the Panthers, and the Raiders. And then two more divisional matchups after that. You can't tell me none of those games aren't winnable for the Steelers. And then will they make the playoffs? Probably not. Probably like a 30 or 40% chance they do, depending on how everybody else does. But those games are definitely winnable against the Falcons, Panthers, and Raiders. And even the Browns as well. It doesn't really matter if they have Deshaun Watson. Um, there's They have the same record as us right now. So uh, we could definitely win that. The toughest one will be this week, probably against the Bengals and then against the Ravens. But the Steelers have a little bit of an opportunity to go on a little bit of a run here if they play well and don't shoot themselves in the foot. You play the Ravens twice. Uh, you also play – I think that's it. The Ravens are the only <laughs> team you play twice remaining. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, there's no shot that they make playoffs. Uh you would have to have so much go in your favor to be able to make the playoffs. I don't foresee it happening. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals. I think they're just the more complete team right now. Uh, is DJ Watt back, by the way? Yeah, he played last week. Did he? Yep. Oh, I missed that. Uh, regardless, though, I still take, I'm going to still take the Bengals. Again, I still think that they're a more complete team. Uh, I don't think Jamar Chase is playing, though. Is he not? I not. am looking. Pretty he sure he's is still out. out. Yeah. 
you are correct. He is out for this game. You still have T. Higgins, though. Um, you still have Joe Mixon. I think those are both two great uh, offensive weapons. And you have Joe Burrow, too. So I'm going to take the Bengals in this one. I don't see the Steelers uh, doing anything here. Again, even though it is at home, that home field advantage, I don't know if it's there. Najee Harris is really underperformed, and you could probably attest to this more than anyone. He struggled, really, throughout the season. I mean, 120-something carries and only 400-something yards is is not great. Pretty bad. Yeah, it's uh, he had his best game this past week against the Saints. Hopefully he can pick it up from now. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd be – I'd be pretty dumb. I'd look pretty dumb on here if I said he's been decent. He just hasn't. Um, I don't know what he had been dealing with an injury before then, but um, hopefully he picks it up from here on on out. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, this team just plays differently with when TJ's there, so they just look like a different team. It's crazy to say that one player has that much impact, but um, they're one in ten without him, and then they're significantly way better with him. So. Uh, it'll be interesting. I think the Steelers do edge it out, though, just just a little bit. Fair enough. Sunday night football, Chiefs Chargers. I think this game is at this at the Chargers. It is at SoFi. I, I still have to take the Chiefs. I think they're just such a dominant team. Uh, interesting, interesting. Juju, Nicole Hardman. And Marquez Valdez Gantling, all questionable for Sunday's game. That could potentially change the fit. That could potentially change how I view this game. I don't think it's going to change, though. I think it'll go in the Chiefs' favor. I think, again, they're such a complete team offense, defense, and special teams. I don't foresee anything crazy happening, even though it's at home. It's not really home for the Chargers. Yeah, it's uh it's tough because unless Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams all play, I wouldn't really give them a a shot. Um, but those injuries, I didn't know about those injuries for the Chiefs. I, obviously, I saw the hit on Juju. Um, so he's probably dealing with a concussion or something like that. Um, if they don't play, it could be interesting. I don't I don't know. I can't name any more weapons that the Chiefs have other than Kelsey and Kadarius Tony. Um. Passing wise, at least. Um, but if they don't play, it'll be a lot closer. But yeah, if they, if at least two of them or one of them play, I'll probably give the edge to them because the Chargers can't really convince me that much. Um, without those weapons, Justin Herbert can't really do much. It's only as he can only do so much to carry them. But I think the Chiefs are just too much for them in in this one. I have to agree with that. Monday night football. Last one of the show, 49ers Cardinals. This is interesting matchup. It's at Arizona. It's actually in Mexico City. Is it? Yeah. Oh, is this the Mexico City game? Oh. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Okay then. Um that'll be an interesting one. I did not realize that. Uh yeah, obviously it's gonna be interesting again being in Mexico City. We'll see how that uh, hopefully it's better than it has been in past seasons, but that'll be interesting to see which team dominates uh, the Stadio Uh 
Do you where do you what do you see in this game? Do you think it's a 49ers win? They're five and four right now. Uh, McCaffrey, I haven't really heard too many things about McCaffrey out there yet. I, I think he's still just adjusting to their game plan and their scheme out there. I'm going to go 49ers in this one, though. Yeah, uh, I'll go with you on that. Um, other than really the Rams game where McCaffrey had like those three touchdowns, um, it's been it's been okay for him to compare to his standard usually. But yeah, I like the Niners. Um, their defense is getting healthier. I think last week they had all their players return kind pretty much. So I like their defense a lot uh, with Nick Bosa there and on the back end as well, Tredavious Ward. It's uh, it's a pretty well-rounded defense, and offensively, similarly to a lot of teams, they don't really let Jimmy G kind of lose some games. He won't throw it there from here on here or there, but it's all about running it with McCaffrey, and then once he's tired, bring in Elijah Mitchell that just came back, and you could even throw Debo back there to run it. Um, they just have so many options offensively other than Jimmy Garoppolo that I think uh, this Cardinals defense won't be able to really handle it and they won't be able to have that much success on offense with Kyler Murray possibly playing or not. I don't know what his status is, but Cole McCoy can just play. Okay. Yeah, um, Kyler's yeah. questionable. Uh Zacherts is out. That's right. an interesting one. Uh Marquise Brown's on IR. Um yeah, I think I have to go with the 49ers here. Again, yeah. I think they're they're a bit more complete and they get a lot of good players back. It will be interesting to see if Armstead plays because he just adds another level uh to that deep to that 49ers defense. But it'll be interesting to see on Monday night football. $236 is the lowest ticket for that Monday night game down in Mexico City. Uh we'll not be making a trip for that one. Uh we will be home for Thanksgiving break, which is where we'll do our next podcast episode next week which is that yeah thanksgiving is next thursday that came that yeah, came a lot faster before. than i expected day before u.s england that'll be a, that'll be a fun one we can get into that a little bit next week as well we'll get into that tonight as well i'm actually getting we're gonna add a world cup segment to our kickabout show tonight if you have the time six to seven the kickabout show mountaineer stalker with me manny and ben Mackey. so we'll certainly be Certainly what's into that as it'll be maybe our last one of the season. Uh, we'll see how the women play on Friday uh, against Penn State. But this has been First and Moose presented by United to the Moose, uh, student radio station of West Virginia University. I'm Patrick McCabe signing off for me and Manny Mardiegui. We'll be back next week to review week 11 of the NFL season and preview week 12. It's coming down to the wire. Let's see how this NFL season pans out. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next week.